You're listening to the podcast of The Branch in Ashland, Virginia. Some of us are impatient and just don't like to wait. We may not be aware of God's timing and our own desire to press forward through things, but God's timing is perfect and we need to stay in sync with him. Jesus showed this to us in his time on earth. As we look at the example of Jesus, we see our own need to stay connected to the Father. We've probably all seen a butterfly and we've probably seen a a chrysalis or a, a cocoon as some of us know it. And we've all probably seen a butterfly, but we do we know that process that takes place between the caterpillar and the butterfly? If if um <clears throat> if we study it and look at it, we know that it's gonna take time for it to, to come out of there and for, for the innocent bystander who might come and see that chrysalis um, and see the butterfly struggling to get out, we may think that we're helping it by freeing it from there. But what happens in this process is that in the struggle of trying to emerge from this chrysalis, there's a chemical that's released by the butterfly and that chemical helps to form the, the for, or to help strengthen the forming wings when it struggles. Fluid is actually pumped into the wings of the butterfly in that chrysalis and that fluid actually builds up the wings so that finally when it emerges from that chrysalis, it can fly the way that it needs to and it has strong wings. But if we were to go in there before that process is done, we could actually uh, contribute to the death of the butterfly um, because we didn't let it in its struggle be strengthened. It's a picture for us of the importance of timing and that sometimes when we're in the midst of a struggle, when we're kind of moving our arms and trying to get out of a place that God has a purpose there and He's actually strengthening us along the way and we've got to wait on His timing. You know, I am not a patient person. And so I will ask, how long, O Lord? If we read through the Psalms, we can hear the psalmist say over and over again, how long, O Lord? How long do I wait? And we see in the, in the account that we look at today in the Gospel, we see how Jesus was locked in to God's timing, to the timing of the Father. That He knew that as impatient as, as others might be around Him, that He needed to just wait on the Father's timing and make sure. And throughout the Gospels, we hear Jesus say, My time has not yet come. He knows the importance of timing and He knows that something is being accomplished in the waiting, whether everybody else around Him knows that or not. And so, if you have a Bible, you can turn to John chapter 7. And by this time in in the Gospel of John, the authorities have already gotten wind of Jesus and all the things that He is doing. They're doing their best to stop him and even starting to plot his death with others and here in in john chapter 7 is where we read starting in verse 1 after this jesus went around in galilee he did not want to go about in judea because the jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him but when the jewish festival of tabernacles was near 
Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore, Jesus told them, My time is not yet here, for you any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I'm not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said he's a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. So here in this passage, Jesus is is hearing from his brothers, hey, the time is now, they're saying, for you to reveal yourself to everybody else. Now, what's happening outwardly here is that there's a festival, which is called the Festival of Tabernacles or Tents or Booths. The Jewish people had three different festivals throughout the year that were what we call pilgrimage festivals, which meant that wherever the Jews were throughout the ancient world, they would come back to Jerusalem. They would go up to Jerusalem, and it was uh, a celebration where they would come from miles around. So the, the city of Jerusalem would be packed with people. People who weren't ordinarily there would be there. And so there they were coming up to this festival and Jesus' brothers are saying to him, now's your time. This is the time to reveal yourself to everybody else around you. Now this festival that was taking place, the festival or feast of tabernacles or tents or booths, we read about in the book of Leviticus. Back in Leviticus 23 is where God institutes this festival and we read not I encourage you to read the whole of Leviticus 23 but just a few verses out of that Leviticus 23 41 through 43 says this celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year this is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come celebrate it in the seventh month live in temporary shelters for seven days all native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And so, again, look at that last verse there. Your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters. When God saved the Israelites from Egypt, and from Pharaoh, and he brought them into the wilderness. As they traveled through the wilderness, they didn't like put up a foundation and, and build houses. They had tents, and they were living in temporary shelters. And there's nothing that says temporary more than a tent, right? There they were going through and always remembering that they had to pick up. They could never get comfortable in one place. And so this festival that's being celebrated is all about the temporariness of life. It's all about the mobility of people and never getting quite comfortable in one place or another. 
And it's onto that landscape that Jesus' brothers are telling him, hey, this is what you need to do. With all the people in Jerusalem at the time, they see this as the prime opportunity. Jesus, you've been doing all these signs, all these wonders in, in private and in secret. People are hearing about it. The, the Jewish leaders are hearing about it. But now's your chance to actually come out into the spotlight and to show them what you can do. You can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. You can do these signs and wonders. You can change water into wine. And they thought this was the appropriate time to do it. Now's the time to do it. And as I read through this, I wondered, did Jesus know exactly when His time was coming? He said over and over again, hey, my time has not yet come. We read in Matthew 24, verse 36, Jesus says this, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. But what was Jesus' disciples' motivation, His brother's motivation for Him to reveal Himself. Now, put yourself in their, the disciples' shoes for a minute. You've put everything else aside to follow this man. Now, people are starting to murmur, and they're starting to say, well, who is this guy? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Who is he? The disciples have staked their lives on the fact that they're following the true Messiah, and yet they're still uncertain. And so at this point, they're probably going, man, it would be great if we could feel a little bit more security about what we've staked our lives on. Like, maybe, maybe people will see this and realize that, hey, we, we didn't just kind of throw our lives into a pipe dream, but this is really going to happen. And so in them, they're saying, hey, how can, we, how can we do this? How can we get him to let other people around know that he is who he says he is? They've given up their lives for this, and they want people to know that it hasn't been in vain. They want to feel justified in that. You know, I talk about strengths a lot. Um, and one of my top five strengths is activator. And when I describe activator to people, I say that the, the mantra or the motto of someone with the strength of activator is ready, fire, aim. Um, it's all about getting things done and moving forward. I, I don't even care if the plan's fully developed. As long as we're moving, we're in good shape. So you know what? I can relate to the disciples and to Jesus' brothers. And I think if I were there with them, I would probably be feeling a similar thing. I'd be thinking, okay, Jesus, you know, you've been talking a lot. Let's, let's go. And yet Jesus was not to be moved saying, my timing has to be God's timing. My timing has to be the timing of the Father. The irony of all this is here the, the brothers of Jesus are asking Him to reveal Himself, but they're asking them, Him to reveal Himself in the way that they think He should reveal Himself. And in their timing. D.A. Carson, who's a commentator and theologian, says this. He says, And yet in another sense, it's in Jerusalem where Jesus reveals Himself more dramatically. 
Not in the spectacular miracles the brothers want, but in the ignominy of the cross, the very cross by which Jesus draws all men to himself and becomes the Savior of the world. And Jesus reveals himself publicly in Jerusalem in God's timing, but in a very, very different way than the disciples and his brothers think he should. He puts himself on a cross and he lets himself be crucified for you and for me. For the sins of humanity, he lets that happen. And he knows that timing is of the essence here. That timing is so important. Just like the chrysalis and the butterfly, timing is essential. There's a specific timing here. Remember, the Festival of Tabernacles, it's a pilgrimage festival, one of three, like I said before, and it takes place in the fall. When Jesus finally went to the cross, it was another festival. It was another pilgrimage festival called Passover. When we come to the table later on in the service, we'll take part in a little bit, a portion of that festival of Passover. When the Jewish people remembered that God passed over them and that a spotless lamb was given in their place so that no one would have to die. If Jesus hadn't understood the importance of timing, then the officials, the Jewish officials and rulers would have come after him far before the the festival of Passover. And yet, in that festival of Passover, God is connecting the dots for us and for His people to say, hey, we've been celebrating this festival of Passover and we've talked about a Passover lamb, one that would come and be the innocent shed blood for you. Well, guess what? I've got the perfect one in mind. And His name is Jesus and He's a once and all for all sacrifice. You've been sacrificing every year at this time, but I have a sacrifice where you won't have to sacrifice anymore. If Jesus had rushed, that connection wouldn't have happened. They would have quickly arrested Him and crucified Him, and it wouldn't have aligned with the festival of Passover. God's timing was perfect. And I wonder how often we've looked at our own lives and wondered, is your, is your timing really perfect, God? <laughs> Do you really know what you're doing? Is your watch broken? Because I, I can't figure out what's happening here. This is taking too long for the impatient ones among us. How often have you looked back in retrospect and seen the perfection of God's timing? Have you looked back and seen God's hand at work and gone, oh, I, I guess I should have trusted you all along. I, I've done that so many times in my own life where I've been impatient, I've been impatient, and then all the things come together. God connects the dots for me and I go, oh, so you really do know better than me. <laughs> Remember. It's a word that we see in the Bible often. Remember. Remember what God has done for you. Remember that God's timing is perfect. Remember that He sees all of time before Him in a way that we can't. And remember that there's purpose in His timing. In verse 12 and 13 in this passage, we see how the crowd is divided. 
They say he's a good man, and then others say, no, he's trying to deceive the people. What would have happened had Jesus stepped out in the middle of it? Jesus was kind of like renegade and undercover as he goes out. You know, we see in this passage that he goes out and we may wonder how in the world did Jesus escape being seen? Well, if the city is hustling and bustling with people coming in from the pilgrimage festival, it's packed with people, it would be easy for Jesus to be kind of undercover. And as he walks through that city and sees things happening he knows that God's timing is perfect and that he needs to not be swayed by his brothers not be swayed by his disciples but to constantly keep in sync with the father I think that's why we see throughout the Gospels that Jesus takes time to be with the father that he goes off by himself to pray. I think among the prayers that Jesus prayed during those times were prayers of, is it time yet, God? Is it time yet, God? Those of us who are parents, we can recall small children asking that question over and over again on car trips. Are we there yet? When it's Christmas time, can we open our presents yet? Or birthdays, can I open my present yet? Those times in life, and we see it as children, and then we hide it as kids or as adults in our impatience, and we're wondering, is it time yet? Is it time? And I think that Jesus, throughout his life, as he would go off by himself with the Father, I think that was one of the questions he would ask. And he would say, Is it time yet, Dad? Is it time? Tell me when the time is right. My impatience and my hunger. F- for movement and action can easily disrupt God's timing. All of ours. If we're not careful, we can disrupt God's timing. Because we want movement. Because we're impatient. Or if we're in the middle of a struggle, if we're in the middle of our chrysalis and we're struggling to get out, we just want someone to cut us loose. But we don't understand all the time that there's a process that's happening that God is somehow strengthening, strengthening us in His time, at His pace, so that we will be who we need to be. Jesus stays connected to the Father. And I've seen my own need to stay connected to the Father. That I have to constantly say that that Jesus says. Is it time yet, God? Is it time, Dad? Can we go? Can I get out of this? So how do we stay in sync with God's timing? I think there's really two things. First of all, abide in Him. Be in His Word. Meditate on it. Listen to it. Hide it. David said, Your Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Are we abiding in Him? And then ask Him. You know, I've constantly been reminded that Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 7, 
Verses 7 and 8, he said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I don't think that this means that God is some genie that we just rub the, the lamp and all of a sudden he gives us our three wishes. We need to make sure that what we're asking for is in accordance with his will. But even the half-brother of Jesus says in James, you have not because you ask not. How do we stay in sync with God's timing? We abide in Him, but then we ask Him over and over again. Look, any of us who have been parents know that like it wears you slick sometimes to hear your kids go, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Hey, God's far more patient than we are. He doesn't mind us asking that. Over and over again, God, is it time? Can I get out of this? Are we going to move on? Is this season over? But ask Him. Like Jesus, the only way that we will know God's timing is to stay connected to the Father. And like the caterpillar, although we might not see it, we might not understand it in the moment, the time spent waiting in that chrysalis is not in vain, but it will be used to strengthen us and make us who He desires us to be. Not in our timing or our way, but in His way. And so what do we do with this? And I think one of the things with the disciples and Jesus' brothers were that their motivation was off. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, what's our motivation for moving forward? You know, for getting out of this season. Is it just because we're tired of it? Just because we have no more strength anymore? Or are we really trying to hear what God wants in this? I've heard it said before that the journey is as important as the destination. And if we really embrace that from a spiritual side of things, do we understand that it's the journey that transforms us? It's not getting there to the destination. It's the process of getting there to the destination. And it's in that process that God transforms us. And so, can we, as a people, as a body, the body of Christ, pray that prayer, Father, tell me when the time is right. Tell me when the time is right. And sometimes we may have to tack on and help me. Give me strength as I'm waiting as I'm watching, as I'm hoping that I see on this side of eternity why my timing doesn't sync with your timing. And that you've, you're doing something good here in this process with me. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you for the fact that your timing is perfect. And though we don't always see it, and we don't fully understand it, we know that you're doing something. And so God, I pray that you would use these times in us. Change us, transform us, help us to abide in you that we would understand and know your purpose. Understand and know your timing. And trust that what you're doing is a good work and completing that work in us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What is it that you're trying to push through in your life? Are you trusting that God's timing is perfect? 
When we abide with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, He keeps us in sync with His timing. May we stay in sync with Him as we journey together in faith. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at thebranchashland at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, give us a review, and share with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. See you next time.